Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. Hey, friends. Hey, girlfriends. How you doing? I have missed you since the last time we were together. And, you know, as you know, my husband and I, Blair, are on the road in our RV. We're traveling the country full time, interviewing people, watching to see what God is doing in and through people's lives so that we can bring them to you so you can hear exactly what's going on and what God is doing across this great U.S. of A. God bless America. And if you would like to donate to our show, because this is donor supported, please go to himforher.org, H-I-M, number four, her.org, and we can continue to bring these awesome shows to you. Now, today, I just want to share, we have got an amazing guest, and how I met her is something else. We were at a Prevo Prouds rally. Yes, Prevo is the kind of coach that we drive. Prevo Prouds rally at the World Equestrian Center, which was absolutely beautiful in Ocala, Florida. If you guys haven't been there, you got to get there. And a mutual friend said to me, hey, you have got to meet this woman. Her name is Nancy Chupp. Not only is she the nicest woman in the room, but she has got a story for you. Go over there and introduce yourself. So I did. I boldly walked up, sat down with her, introduced myself. And after speaking with her, her kindness and her gentleness just radiated from her. And she shared her story. And it is amazing. And so I said, please come on. Please share with our listeners. There's somebody that needs to hear this. And so, friends, if you tuned in today, this possibly is the reason why. Because you can not only be impacted by this, but you can do something right for someone else through this. Nancy Chupp, welcome to our show. Hi, Shug. I'm so glad that you came on. I'd like to tell you a little bit about Nancy, if I could. Nancy grew up in Oklahoma. And because of her Southern charm, has been known for being the nicest person in any room. She attributes her compassion to her vast life experiences and the kindness that has been showed to her by total strangers. In 2009, she received a kidney transplant. Yep, you heard me right. A kidney transplant when a prayer request was answered. Nancy is now living life to the fullest and traveling the country. And ladies, I know some of you have prayer requests that are still hanging out there. You're still wondering, does God hear this? Well, we're going to hear this amazing testimony today. And again, Nancy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Shug. Okay, so tell us just a little bit about yourself, if you would. Um, I'm celebrating my 13th year anniversary, my kidney anniversary in December. Um, when I was a kid, I had, um, strep throat several times, which resulted in a kidney disease called glomerular nephritis. Um, I lived my life with my kidneys were scarred a little bit, um, probably 80%, but kidney disease is a silent disease. And so I went on and had two children, but in 2005, um, I went through a really tough divorce and it was just a couple years later that my kidneys started failing. My kidney function just started plummeting out of the blue. I was completely shocked. And, and when did you realize you had uh, kidney issues? You know, as a child, how did they diagnose that so early? 
after having um, strep throat, I was just laying around a lot on the couch. And my mom took me into the doctor, wanted to know why I was so tired. And they said it was glomerular nephritis. Now, back in the early 70s, they thought I would outgrow it. But you don't outgrow a kidney disease. Mm -hmm. And then after the severe divorce and the stress from that, then what type of symptoms did you have? No symptoms. There aren't any symptoms associated with chronic kidney disease. So how do you know when you have kidney failure then? Um, I think tiredness is one of the main symptoms. And people usually end up in the emergency room because they're unable to go to the bathroom. I was fortunate that I knew I had this glomerular nephritis and my mother always said, Um, You need to go for a checkup every year. You need to stay on top of this. And I did. And that was how I knew that I had a problem coming. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had any idea. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So how did you first handle the news of your diagnosis when you were young? Did you think, I'm just going to go on with life? Or did you make some changes? Oh, yeah. When I was young, you know, I was just a kid and it didn't affect my life at all. It actually never has affected my life at all. But when my nephrologist said, you may be looking at a kidney transplant, I was in complete denial. Um, Never told my family, never mentioned it to another person. I thought, I thought he's wrong. He's wrong. Um, Next time I'm going to go and get my lab work done and it's going to be fine. There's no way. This is ridiculous. I felt absolutely fine. Well, I went back to the doctor, and it had plummeted more, and he said, you need to talk to your family about this, and, you know, wanted to do, start looking at a preemptive transplant, which means you'd have everything lined up before my kidneys failed, Mm. so that's what we started working on. And your doctor walked alongside you in that and showed you the steps of what to do next? Yes. You know, I know there's some listeners out there that might just be diagnosed with this and they're scared about it and they want to find out, you know, what's a process? What did you do? What was helpful? Um, How did God play a role in this for you? I I had no doubt that I was going to be just fine. Um, I just really leaned into God and into his word and... I just knew he was going to carry me through whatever it was. Did you have a favorite scripture verse that you clung to? Yes. Um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I had a scripture necklace that I wore all the time and I just clung to that. I knew that. I had a future, and he was the hope that I needed. I love that, that you had peace. You had great, did you become a believer when you were a child? Yes, yes, and I did have great peace going into that. That was something I really prayed about going into the surgery was I had teenage girls, so it was crazy at my house. But to some degree, I had to separate myself from that craziness and just have peace. I had absolute faith going into that surgery that it was going to be successful. And I was terrified. I never wanted to do it, but I laid that aside and knew that I was in God's hands. You know, there's just such a peace. Those of you who don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's such a peace 
when you invite him into your heart and into your life, and then he gives you this unbelievable peace, no matter what challenges come up. Now, yeah, we might you know, have a knee-jerk reaction or panic for a second, but then we got to remember whose we are which is, uh, you know, we're, we're children of the Lord. And so that's what's so amazing in this whole story. How old were your kids at the time? Gosh, 17 and um, 12. Oh, you had a young one. You had your hands full, and you were single at the time, correct? That's right. Yeah, oh, single my mom goodness. working a high-stress job. <laughs> yeah. And then now you have to have a kidney transplant. Now, what happened after uh, you realized that you had to have a, a kidney transplant? What steps do you take next? How do you let people know you need that? Well, my sister sent, my sister lived about an hour away from me, and she sent out a prayer request to her church. I had people praying for me all over, all over the world. Um, so that's, of course, where we go first is prayer. And um my sister sent a prayer request to her church just saying, you know, my my sister needs a transplant. The family isn't eligible. And please pray that we find a donor. Well, a young mother answered that prayer request within two hours. Two and hours. And said she wanted to be tested. She was on vacation with her husband and small child in Florida. She read this email and said she wanted to be tested. Wow. Now you said this family is not eligible. What does that mean? Um, I just come from a very small family. You know, they're all older. I have one sister. She has a kidney problem. My parents were older, not in the best health. You know, to be a kidney donor, you need to be healthy physically and mentally. And it just wasn't the best scenario for me to get a kidney from them. So, so on the other side of the country, hearing a prayer request, this young woman decided she was going to get tested. Yes, she was 29 years old, which now my daughter is 30. And I think I can't imagine her stepping forward and saying she wanted to give a kidney to someone she doesn't even know. Only by the grace of God. That's the only way that happened. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. I'm, so she ended up being a perfect match for me. Oh, she was. Did other people step forward? I had a couple other people get tested, but she was she was the perfect match for me. I know God put her, just aligned her up with me. You know, I wonder what the response of her husband was when she mentioned that to him. For her family. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because it's a risk, isn't it, for the donor as well? Sure, there's the risk of the surgery. But I will tell you this, if anyone wants to give a kidney, um, if you ever have a kidney problem, you will be put on the top of the list. That's wonderful of getting a donor, correct? Right. You'll and, be at the top of the list if you ever need a kidney. If anything ever happens to your remaining kidney, you would go on the top of the list. And are people able to become a donor, obviously, when they're living? Um, I know with liver that if you remove part of your liver, you know, it will grow back, which is amazing for live donors. We need more live liver donors. For kidneys, I'm not as familiar with that. Um, uh, can you, you have just fill kidneys. that in a little bit? Yep, you have two kidneys, and you can survive on one kidney. Amazing. So anyone, any living, you know, any person that's physically and mentally healthy who wants to donate a kidney can do that. Even if you don't know someone who needs one, 
Um, if you can go to kidney.org and just register that you would like to be a kidney donor, they will match you up with someone. Wow. That just moves my heart. So you put out a prayer request. Only hours later, it was answered by this sweet woman. What is her name? Her name's Christine. Christine. Way to go, Christine. I'm so proud of you to, <laughs> to yes. just be bold and follow what God had in your life. How long of a recovery time was it for both of you? Uh, about six weeks. So it took six weeks for both of you to recover up and at him. Did your body reject it at all or did it receive it pretty well? It received it very well. That's great. I know that doesn't always happen for people, but I'm just so blessed to hear that that worked so well for her. So tell me a little bit about Christine. She's got children. She's married. She's 29, you said. Is that correct? Correct. And before our surgeries, um, she invited me to come to her church. She was going to get up and give her testimony. Now, she had not told anyone that she was going to do this. She had counseled with her pastor, and I know she, of course, told her family, but she didn't go out and tell the congregation that she was going to do this. So I got to hear her testimony. And um, one thing that she had said, she did have one small child that was two. They wanted to have another child, and she'd had a miscarriage. And that miscarriage is what opened the door up for her to be able to give to me during this time. So I think it's interesting that something that was so awful and so sad, she turned it around and was able to give to someone else and completely change my life. And I know God has blessed her beyond belief and will continue to. Um, she also said that she had not always lived a good life or lived for God and that she wanted to do something good with her life. And that's why she wanted to uh, donate the kidney. That is so wonderful. You know, we all have a purpose, friends. And, you know, just as Nancy had shared, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. He just doesn't tell us. He declares it. Uh, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And that's our God. That's who he is. And, you know, I know it's hard during those times when sometimes people pass. I just lost my dear friend, Heather Little. Uh, she passed last week. And I know that God had a plan for her life. We might say to ourselves, well, look at what God did. What kind of God would do that? What kind of God would allow us to have kidney disease? Well, I got to tell you, we got a God who's got our life perfectly mapped out. And what looks odd to us or might not be right in our eyes is right in God's eyes for our ways are not his ways. And so we need to have that faith. We need to believe in that and have that peace that Nancy had experienced as well. Um, how were your girls holding up during this time? They were, they, were, they were good. They were busy in school, but very, very worried about me. And happy, I'm sure, that you were able to receive a donor. Uh, oh, well. yes. Oh, yes. And, and Christine, you know, while we were waiting for the surgery, um, to be scheduled and to happen, she wrote all of us a letter mm. that said, I want to make sure that your girls understand um, this is a gift from God. That's very so powerful. Okay, I'm going to try not to cry. That's really powerful, and it's so beautiful. Now, she was a live donor. Um, are people able to put on their license to become donors for kidneys as well? 
Yes, it's very important to make sure that you mark your license to be a donor. You can also go on to kidney.org and make sure that they understand you want to be a donor. And Even can old people like me or, or sign it's, up? Um, or living or deceased, you can go on to kidney.org and register your decision. Oh, that's wonderful. Because Did- um, over 100,000 people are on the list waiting right now for, for kidneys. How many? Over 100,000. Wow. 100,000. Are waiting for us to be generous. Yes. You know, God tells us that we have been blessed to be a blessing. And if we got two of something, we should be able to give away one. I love that. I love that. And and I just kind of made a little joke earlier. Are they able to take people of all ages or do they prefer just younger people? All ages, all ages. They would like someone to be over 18. My daughter, who was 17, said that she would like to donate to me, but they said, mm, you're not our first choice. We would like for you to grow up and mature and your body to finish growing and maturing before you did that. So and there's got to be a psychological aspect to that, too. There's a lot that goes on. Uh, yes, there's you're a able lot of testing that goes on if you say you want to be a donor. Um, you know, they want to make sure that you're a match, and then they do a little um, psychological testing as well. Yeah. I don't know if I'd pass that section. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to sign up after this conversation because I wasn't aware and that's the reason why we're bringing the show to you, friends, is we want you to become aware, uh, take action. If God's making your heart flutter really fast as you listen to this show, that's the Holy Spirit telling you, get off your bum. Let's do something to help out in this area. And go to liver.org and check it out. Register uh, as well. You had said that you saw an interesting billboard to encourage people. Could you tell us what that was? I just got a quick glimpse of it, but it said... Share, share the best part of yourself or share the good in you. Share the good in you, I believe is what that said. And I'd never seen um, a billboard like that for kidney donation. But it was to pass on the good part of you and give that to someone else. How powerful. That is super powerful. 200,000 people are waiting. And, and, you know, I think now, once we've listened to this, what we've, once we've talked about it, you know, it could be that God is going to look at us face-to-face on the big day and say, hey, you had an opportunity to help someone that I know is suffering on this other end. And so let's make sure that we rise up and do what we can uh, to help in that area. Um, often family and friends are at a loss of what to do for someone who is ill, and they don't know how to come alongside or help others. Was there anything that people had done for you or with you that was really helpful while you were ill? First of all, um, I received so many cards, cards from people that I hadn't heard from in years. I was just so shocked and taken back and just felt so special that people took the time to think about me and to put me in their prayers. Um, Obviously, cooking meals was a huge help and offering transportation to people who maybe need to go to appointments, run some errands, pick up some groceries for them, um, help with their children. Those are all great ideas that you can do to help other people. You know, we did shows as well, friends, and we'll list that below on how exactly you come along people who might be suffering from either long-term illness uh, occasional illness, et cetera, what to do, what not to do. And we'll put that link uh, below as well in our YouTube page. And by the way, we're on YouTube, friends. Uh, come and check us out. 
So you can see how absolutely beautiful Miss Nancy Tupp is uh, and enjoy the show uh, visually as well as listening to it on radio or podcast. So um, if people want more information, they go to kidney.org. How can we specifically now be praying for you, pray for your future, uh, pray for your donor? Um, we are got a bunch of prayer warriors that listen, and we'd love to pray for you. Continued health. That's the biggest thing that that's what we all need is to have to be healthy. And um, for myself and for my kidney donor. And I would just like to remember all of those who are waiting on transplants in prayer as well. I've got a great friend who's waiting and needing a transplant and she's now on dialysis. There's a lot of people in need out there that we need to remember in prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. We don't want to forget about them. Uh, Father God, we know and trust that when we pray to you, uh, even before we're finished praying, God, you have already begun to answer that prayer. So we are praying right now for the people who are waiting, those who are waiting patiently, um, who are on the list, who have not received a, a kidney yet, Lord, and they're just impatiently waiting because, oh, Father God, it's so hard to wait when you know that someone you love is dying uh, and and might need this. And Father, this is a life-saving thing. You've given us two kidneys for a reason. And so if there's someone listening, God, would you prompt their heart? Would you ask them uh, to receive your prompting and to go forth and do what they can do to help other people? And Father, for those that are waiting, I pray that you'll give them patience and peace And they will feel the same peace that Nancy did as you wrap your arms around them as they wait, Lord. We know this is not a perfect world, but you will be with us in it as you you have promised. And if you have not said yes to Jesus, friends, today might be the day that you can say, yes, Lord, I invite you into my life. I invite the Holy Spirit in my life. I invite the power that comes with that, Lord, uh, to guide me, to comfort me, and to encourage me for the rest of my days. And Father, like that Jeremiah 29, 11 verse says, for I know the plans I have for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Nancy, you and I got something in common is that we're both RVing. Are you RVing full-time? Yes, yes. We spend six months in Florida, and we do have a kind of a small one-bedroom house that we're next to there. Now we've left, and we're going to be gone for about six months traveling um, love to go out west, love to just adventure everywhere and hike and off-road. And, and you know, I just got to give a shout-out uh, to Dean Laux. Am I pronouncing that last name correctly? Yeah, good job. Yeah, and he does a wonderful job painting Liberty Coaches. We're going to give them a shout-out as well as uh, Prevo Prouds. Uh, and we just are so thankful that we've had a blessing and an opportunity to meet you all uh, as we're traveling and, you know, the reason I say y'all is because I'm down in Nashville right now, friends, and we just saw Carrie Underwood, and uh, we saw <laughs> the Oak Ridge Boys, and tomorrow we're going to the CMA Festival. So I am just feeling with my cowboy boots on, ready to go, ready to interview the next people we meet along the way, and we have met some fascinating guests. So, friends, if you would just do me a favor, please, and continue to pray for Nancy, uh, pray for her health, pray for her family, Pray for uh, the, live, uh, the kidney donors that need to come forward. And we thank you so much for that, uh, that sweet donor who stepped forward to donate her kidney at such a young age and to be a blessing to others. Uh, friends, you know where to find us, himforher.org, H-I-M, a number four, her.org. We need your help. We need your assistance. We need your prayers. And don't forget 
to pray for the women in prison as they need your love and support as well. I love you so much. This is Sugbury, over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.